Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. I have no uncle or auntie who was doing business, so I come from zero background of business. And so I, I, I have been, I have had a journey I, I call that I've been called and mentored by God. And the first one in my family to do the business that I'm doing, or even a business at all. Wow. And so it's not something that when I grew up I even dreamt of or felt that, because I had nobody to look at. Yeah. And so it's just um, a journey that began with God and by God. And um, I started, uh, this is how it started. When I finished college, I worked with British American Tobacco. That was my first employment. <laughs> and I was working as a purchasing assistant that time. These days, I think they are called procurement. Procurement, yes. And so, um, <laughs> I, because of that uh, function I was holding, I dealt with clearing agents. Mm. So I was the contact coordinator with clearing agents in British American Tobacco. And I worked for BAT for five years. And I left uh, after those five years. Why did I leave? It was a job I loved. And of course, for me, my aspiration was in career development, mm. working for corporate companies. And God had placed me in a corporate company. And all was nice. But when I got married, uh, because my job was in Jinja and my husband was in Kampala, wow. that was a challenge. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't want to, I didn't want to keep my family apart and separated. So I gave up the job I loved so much for the sacrifice of my family. For the husband you loved so yes, much. Yes, <laughs> for the husband I love so much. And so I let go of that. But I think one of the things that I vowed to do was not to fail because mm. it was a hard decision for me to make. I saw myself becoming a director or a manager mm. in BAT. So, and that was, of course, at the time, 96. That is what all young people looked forward mm. to, career development in, in a working environment like British American Tobacco. Yeah. So I, got, uh, I started looking for a job. I think towards the end of uh, the early 94, I started looking for a job uh, as a result of my decision because that time I was pregnant of my second born and I didn't want again to continue being separate with my husband. Mm. And so I got a job in a very small clearing farm uh, owned by a Kenyan. And um, when I saw the advert, first of all, I told my husband, I've got a job before I even did the <laughs> I interview. Love that. And he said, but you how? I said, that is my job. So he was like, how do you know? I said, I'll pass that interview. Yeah. And so I, I applied and I was called to Kampala. I moved from Jinja to come to Kampala to do the interview. <laughs> and indeed, I got the job. There, there's no way I felt that I would fail because they were asking for a customer service supervisor. The, the work I was doing at BAT Models, it's like I was a customer at BAT. Mm -hmm. Now they're asking me to come and serve from a caring perspective. Mm. And so there's no way I felt that I would fail that job because I knew 
what the customers want. Yes. I had been a customer. Mm -hmm. And so I got that job and started working uh, in May uh, 94. And um, down the road, one year of that job, I got uh, an encounter with a client. The client paid uh, taxes. We, they used to pay that time before IT solved problems. Clients <laughs> would bring money, physical money to our offices and then we go and pay taxes on their behalf. So on this event, a client paid, one of our clients, major client paid taxes in cash, which was over by 500,000. Mm. And so when I counted, I called back, I said, but your money is more. Did you intend to pay us in advance or it was a mistake? And the client said, no, it wasn't intended. So I said, should I send the money or we are sending somebody to pick it? So I was talking to their coordinator and this man went and told the owner of the business, an Indian who owned that business. And the Indian said, what? A Ugandan returning man, I want to know that, <laughs> that lady. Yeah. So he called, he called after that call, he called and said, I want to, to know you more. Will you come to my office? I actually thought he was joking. But to cut the story short, I, I, I finally went to his office and we had a chat immediately. The first thing he told me, after our long conversation and getting to know me, he said, can you start your own business? And I'm my like, my goodness. Why? Something I'd never thought about. Yeah. He says, um, you need to think about it. I want you to start your own business. And I'm like, but I don't have money. He <laughs> says, no, it's not money that starts business. <laughs> yeah. So after that, we had a conversation, but I left thinking, why is this man asking me to start a business? Mm. I shared with my husband, this is what this Indian, I had a meeting with this Indian, this is what he told me. And my husband said, hmm, starting a business? Okay, we let it there. We all were like, this is not something we had ever thought about <laughs> yeah. anyway. So we let the conversation and I continued working. But after that, I went on maternity leave. Uh, and then while I was away, this same gentleman who I was serving and who was happy to always be served by me got a little bit challenged in as far as the consistency of good service he had received from me. So when I came back, I went, that time we had no mobile phones. So I went to post office to check on my customers, to make a call and check on all my customers. Wow. And the first one was of course him. Yeah. And then he says, Jennifer, are you back? I need to see you now, now, now. So it was a walk distance. I moved to his office and he said, come, come, come. He said, he sat me down in front of him and said, now, the conversation I have is not a joke like the one we had before. <laughs> I want you to start business. And if you don't, you are losing me as a customer. <laughs> I started, you know, my boss likes me. He recently <laughs> came to see me. Those childish excuses. I but I was honest. Yes. I really felt that I was going to disappoint them, my employer. This was just two years on the job. Not actually yet a year, two years. And then I'm jumping again. And I'm like, but my boss likes me. I've done so much for him. I do his work. He says, that is childish. <laughs> then I don't have money. I will, give, I will lend you money. And if you don't want to start, come and I employ you. My goodness. So now, 
I go back home and I'm telling my husband, this is now the new conversation, the level of conversation <laughs> has, shifted. has shifted to where he's threatening. He wants to employ me and I don't feel like I want now to jump into employment. But to be honest, at the time he said that, this is a point I want people to understand. Mm. Sometimes God is speaking through other people, yes. but there are also circumstances that are getting ripe. The environment is getting ripe. Mm for perhaps you to take that decision. And this is what was also happening internally. The business was growing, but of course the, the owner of the business was losing touch and control. Oh and we were doing plans. For me, I'm, an, I'm a person who wants to do something and it is seen that mm. I've done it. We were doing plans and he would not support because mm. he's in Nairobi expanding in trucks. So many things was happening and he, he failed to coordinate our activities in Uganda. And I felt I was going to fail. I was threatened to fail, mm. yet I left business, uh, BAT saying I will not fail. Yeah. So I felt uncomfortable. The future for the business uh, uh, of urgent cargo in Uganda was not very clear. Mm. So now the Indian is telling you, giving you ultimatum, <laughs> there are circumstances here unclear, and I'm like, no, I need to move. And so um, I called a meeting between my husband and a gentleman we were working with, also was a general manager, but uh, his wife was my close friend. I had already discussed with the wife the possibilities, the conversation I had had with the Indian. Mm. And so I could also see the husband from a distance was becoming demotivated. There was just internal um, uh, circumstance that was making everybody feel low in terms of motivation. So I told Epi, that she was my friend called Betty, Epi, I said, can you talk to Patrick? I want to meet you too. There is a conversation I want to engage that I think is good for both families. <laughs> and so we had a meeting, it was actually on my birthday, 24th October, and I told, I suggested to them, you know what, this is a conversation I have had with this Indian and I'm convinced that if we started our own business, we can make it. Mm -hmm. And so, Patrick had a restraint agreement with the employer, so he couldn't move along. Mm. But he said, what you do, go and register with, um, with the AP. I will join you later. And of course, that time, my husband was still employed in another uh, company, SGS. So they, they released me and gave me blessings, go and start with AP. And that's how Unifred started. We registered oh in, on 15th January 1996. We got a license for customs clearing in June, and first June we started operations. That's normally our anniversary. First June. First June, uh, 1996. What a story. <laughs> Seriously, because for me, what I'm hearing from your story is, first of all, it begins with integrity. Mm. Is that through your character, and just being a person of character, mm. God then sort of connects you to a person, you stand out because yes, of character. Yes. And then, so why would a person pick up on you and insist? It's like a divine appointment mm. that God sent this person to insist and he saw something in you that mm. you didn't see in yourself, mm. but you had to say yes. yes. Because had you not responded, you would have a totally different story. Yes. You'd have said, you know, no, no one is my, in my family has ever done business. I don't even know what to do. What do people do? No, I'm going to disappoint my employer. There were so many reasons why not to start. Mm. But you started and you started with partnership with people you already had relationship with yes. that you felt you know you could move forward with. Mm. So now Unifreight has begun. Mm. June 1st. When you began, um, it's just the two of you, right? Yes. <laughs> so let's talk about 
I feel like one of the things you've talked about that you're very passionate about is doing things the right way mm. from the beginning. Mm. And you, you've talked about you registered, mm. you even got a license before mm. you started operations. Yes. Like you started things the right way. Yes. Which is something that I find that we struggle with sometimes, mm. even now in mm. our current generation. Much as Uganda is the most entrepreneurial country in the world, many businesses are not even registered legally, mm. are, are operating illegally in the nation and people are sort of scared of all sorts of things. But now talk to us about growth from that point on. What happens after you've launched out? You've started... How do you get to, you know, how, do you, how did you grow? What has happened from two people? How many people are you employing now? 76. 76 permanent, permanent employees. employees mm. And of course, some, uh, some others who are not necessarily permanent. Mm. I know that you've expanded the business. Mm. So talk to us basically about, you said you had no money, no what. Like there are so many reasons mm. not to start. <laughs> so you've started. How did you grow to where you are now, sort of give us highlights of the journey and some challenges along the way. I mean, we have such little time, but if you could give us just those challenges, actually just growth. How have you grown, Jennifer, that business, Unifreight? I know you've even expanded beyond Uganda. How have you grown? Okay. Um, first of all, I, I, I must say I didn't start with any money. I started with relationships. Wow. And I want to say uh, to the people listening to me that um, one of the critical resources we need in business is relationships. Mm. Especially when it comes to service, and which I know Ugandans are good at. Mm. By the way, our best performing in Uganda is, is services. Mm. Uh, I, I have these arguments, of course, in, in forums, in, in conferences, but I think we are indulged in as far as people are concerned. Yes. And therefore, that is our, our unique setting point and which we should all look at to develop further. So I started with relationship of that same client who told me, I'll give you business. I don't, yeah. So I didn't need money in the beginning. Yes. <laughs> I only needed license and perhaps a vehicle to move me to, to Entebbe because majority of his work was in the air flights and maybe two people to type the entry and another one to help me around. Yeah. So I started, I, I started as one person who went to, to Entebbe, moved documents within customs, loaded the pickup, <laughs> drove the pickup, came and delivered oh, to the client. Yeah. And my client was very happy. Yeah. And he gave me more business and yeah. more business. Yeah. And before I knew it, um, there was another client I served at uh, Agent Cargo. They also called me, looked for me, and followed me. So wow. they became two. I did the same. <laughs> and so I was serving them with only one typist. I had a typist. And that time, of course, we were using these machines. If you, <laughs> you know, you keep talking not, about it like it, was, <laughs> like it was in the 1800s. No, none of you was there, I'm sure, where machines were like this. Oh, and no. then those are the ones we used for <laughs> typing entries. <laughs> It's like a movie. <laughs> the ones making a lot of noise. Yeah. And so that is how we started. We started with relationship. Yeah. But then later in 1997-8, corporate companies started coming to us. Mm. The, that is when Celtel had just come in. Mm -hmm. Celtel became our client. Coca-Cola became our client. Celtel is Airtel. <laughs> the current Airtel. <laughs> So Celtel came on, Coca-Cola came on, 
And my best contract was when I signed the first contract with British American Tobacco. Oh my goodness, my former employer. Oh. And by the way, before when they threw so a party good. for me, uh, saying bye to me from Ginger. I had given them this story. I said, I'm going, like Jesus Christ said, yeah. I'm, I'm going, but I'll, I'll come in back. another form. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, love I went back as now a service provider, oh not an employee. Yeah. And it was a great time. I actually served them until 2006. Wow. From 98. Wow. Because they changed the whole model, logistic, logistics model. Mm. But it was always a passion for me to serve. Uh, BAT it was... But anyway, to all my clients, but for them, they, there was something special yes. because they trained me. Who I am to, today is the foundation I got from BAT. Wow. So my service to them was beyond. And so uh, when, when clients started coming, B3, to mm. maybe answer your question, yeah. I borrowed money from my husband. <laughs> $1,500. To do what? Because when we started, we were in someone's shop. Yeah. That's where the typewriter was. Yeah. Otherwise, me, I was in my car and on the move. Mm -hmm. So uh, I borrowed that money to pay rent. <laughs> and I think a few office equipment. And then we, had, uh, we established our office at Kitugum House. Yeah. That was our first office when these children were young. <laughs> so the, the first uh, office was at Kitugum House. And uh, then we started. We began attracting uh, people. So now what, what are the growth indicators yes. or perspective that uh, I want to talk about? One is like you said, I wanted to do things right. Mm. I didn't want to be like any other clearing agent. Who is coming into business perhaps to find an opportunity, hit and disappear? Mm. I wanted to do things right. I wanted to have a good name because that's where I started from. Yes, integrity was integrity. very critical for me. Mm. And still is. Yes, it is. <laughs> when you ask URL or customs about Jennifer, all they will say is integrity. What a good testimony. And for me, I think that is, that's what makes me unique and different. Mm. But also that's what builds relationship. Yes. Like I said, uh, the clients I started with, I still have both of them. One, wow. the, they just, one of them changed the name, but they are still the same personalities. Yes. Who look for me wherever I am, they will still have to come back mm. so that I can serve them. And so uh, what is critical is professionalism. Mm. I have determined that whatever I did, so I registered the company, I have policies, I do have policies, I have strategic plans. <laughs> for that matter, I can say our vision is... Um, to become trusted uh, first choice of our customers and trusted partners wow. in providing logistic solution. Mm. Now I underline the trust, the first choice and trusted partner and explain more. Mm. First choice of a customer is you must be competitive for the target customers you are looking for. That's true. And then trusted partnership is relationship with all stakeholders. Mm. For me, I look at it that business is not in isolation. Mm. Business, you have so many stakeholders relationship that you must be able to manage well. They all add value to your business. The first one is your customer. How do you relate your, to your customer? How much do you uh, invest in that relationship? How do you guide with the knowledge you have? Mm. I am so much exposed in businesses, uh, leadership, in the policy formulation. How does that help my customer? Mm. 
it should be able to add value to the customer by being able to explain to the customer, these are threats. The business environment has changed. Yeah. This is how it is going to help you or affect you. Mm -hmm. Let's plan together for your business because the wellness of your business is the wellness of, of mine. mine yeah? I cannot just boast about being well when my customer is going to be affected tomorrow I have no customer. Mm. So I invest a lot in terms of building those relationships beyond what I'm paid for. Yes. Many times I'm challenged by my staff, they think I offer free consultant services. <laughs> I tell them that's not free, it's actually building relationship. Yes. And it adds value to our services that other people have no time for. Wow. So professionalism, uh, strategic planning, like I've said, uh, B3, most of the time is, um, uh, so, so that is all leadership. The first thing is leadership, which combines strategic planning, visions, and policies, and processes, yeah. and managing people. Yeah. Now, there is a critical component that I must talk about. As a professional business, you need to understand how to strategize. Because most people think that, um, when you ask somebody, what business do you say? And you'll say, I serve all the people. No, that's not how it is. For me, I don't serve Everybody. all the people who yeah. import and export. Yeah. I serve diplomatic missions, corporate companies, and NGOs, and wow. I'm done. Yes, and so that gives me specification yes. of what I should do in as far as strategies are concerned. I must know their needs. I must be able to align my resources yes. to suit the needs of that segment, because mm -hmm. I don't serve everybody. And so that is very, very critical. For as a leader, you must be able to specify and to define who your customers are, and always to know what they need, that mm -hmm. you can be able to provide. And that definitely means that whatever resources then, whatever processes and systems that you are designing should be suitable, relevant, mm -hmm and aligned to this very client, so that you are not scattered serving yes. everyone. Yes. It's very, very critical and important. And so that is, that's what we do, because our mission, we, what we do every day is to provide logistic service that is relevant, that is dependable and reliable through innovations and building relationship with our clients, employees, and community. Wow. That's where our government and community is. And so it is very important that we remind ourselves, even when we strategize, when we do our strategic plans, every other five years we have a strategic plan. Every other five years, my team knows what they are supposed to do. They have KPIs. <laughs> we do evaluation quarterly. Wow. We do evaluation, check whether people are, performing. how they are performing, mm. and they should be able to be helped. I have started coaching them and mentoring them because in as far as their performance is concerned. If they are not performing well, most of the time it's not because of them. It could be internally. Mm. What is wrong with the leadership? What is wrong with the man management and support from me to help these people uh, perform better? So I am also people uh, person. Mm. I want to develop people. Mm. It's, it's another thing that if I was to exchange it with anything, I would be there to develop people, to make people become better. I don't want any employee to come to Uniflight and leave as they came, or worse. Wow. They must go when they are better than they came. It's purposeful. Mm. It's part of my ministry. Mm. I, maybe, for, uh, if you may allow, in 2007, after 10 years of my operations, 
I started having my mind unsettled because I was asking myself, what is it that, where is Unified going next? Yeah. I, I have done this, but I'm not comfortable. I'm not very clear what my journey is going to be. Mm. And I attended a conference of uh, transformation. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Dr. Magar and the team who um, founded the Institute of National Transformation Uganda were launching the Transformation Network Uganda. Mm -hmm. And they got uh, an international speaker to come and speak about um, business, actually, yes. Christian kingdom business. Yes. And this guy called Ed Srivoso comes. Yeah. <laughs> and he's speaking, and it is like he had been sent for me. Mm. He was just speaking to me because it was like, okay, now I know. God prepared me. Mm. He's the one who led me. I never knew I wanted or I, was, I would ever be In a business, business person. Yeah. But now I have confirmed. He has called me. He has anointed me. Mm. He has prepared me. Mm. Now I've decided I'm going to do... My, my vision is very clear now. Mm. I want to do business as a ministry. Yes. I am there to build, to minister to people as I serve them, mm. minister to people I work with, minister to stakeholders mm. that I deal with. That is my role in business. And the rest definitely will bring the money. Yes. But I think the first, first, first mission is that, to minister to people. How do I care for these people? How well am I managing or relating to my customers? How well am I relating to my employees? How well am I relating to government? Am I one of the business that is going to run because URA has knocked, we are coming for audit? <laughs> no. URA is my first, first good uh, stakeholder. I have no reason whatsoever. Unifreight is one of the first three companies that was accredited by URA. They also have wow. their own World Customs Organization accreditation program. <laughs> Unifreight was one of the first local companies that was accredited, accredited as authorized economic operator, wow. meaning a compliant partner with Uganda Revenue Authority. And so for, for me, everything I do is, is purposeful, yes. is intentional, yes. it fits in the vision. Yes. Because that is again where, where we come from. And so for that matter, it is professionalism, mm. it is character, mm. it is courage, it is focus and consistency in what you are doing. So that you, are, you, are, you keep aligned in, in your vision and you're purposeful at all times. And so that is what I can say regarding our growth curve. You guys, I told you eh, that a lot of wisdom was coming today through Jennifer. She is a well of wisdom. I mean, do you guys realize I've asked two questions? Two questions! And there's been so much wisdom coming through over and over. And of course, one of the things that I've heard Jennifer say to me over and over, a few, a few times that we've interacted, has been your desire to mentor even business people. The thing you talked about, that you're so passionate about people, people development. So some of the things I've picked up in your story a lot our integrity, like that's so big, 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 big. And then relationships, mm. but relationships, you know, being very intentional about that, but also that business is ministry. Mm. And, and I, I, I love that for you, it didn't only begin when you ran your own thing, but even when you worked for someone else's thing, 
you were faithful there mm. and I think God in his wisdom said you can be promoted to now also take care of your own Instead thing. Of the yeah? yeah, because you you first you were so faithful every employer you've talked about we even wanted to employ you you to be there you know their partner in business when you came back because you were a kingdom partner all the way so i guess one of the guys start sending in your questions and whatever you know we would like to answer them in a few minutes but i want to ask what's the future what do you see for jennifer uh, and also for, for unifred and for jennifer if you could paint a bit of a picture of where you are now as unifred what has god done in that company, you talked about employing 76 families. Those are people really who have families who their livelihoods and that's the permanent stuff, but you also have extras. If you could give us a clue on what does it look like right now at Unifreight in terms of business growth, but also what does the future, because I know you are very clear on future. <laughs> we were talking about that earlier and saying, oh my God, she's always thinking 10 years is very clear, five years is very clear. I know exactly where I want to be. So what does it look like? What does the future look like? for Jennifer, for Unifreight, and uh, yeah. Okay, um, for, for, I'll start with the, for Jennifer. Now for Jennifer, I, um, I, I, I really want to begin uh, a, a full-time or part-time, but more engaging in mentorship and coaching business. And that is, I think that would be my place. Uh, I believe that um, the success of, uh, of Unifred has been a preparation for me to do that mm. because it combines who I am and my passion. Mm. And so I believe that's the place I'm going to be as, as Jennifer. And so far, I want perhaps to take opportunity to say one of the things I've done, I've written a book. Yeah. And the book... And the book is entitled A Business Minister. Wow. And uh, it will come out in November. Yay! This year. And so that is one of the output in terms of inspiration, in terms of putting out some literature, some, a journey. It's my story, but yes. a real, real story. And I want people to read it and, uh, and relate to it. Uh, because it's it's an indigenous story, mm -hmm. and so for me, I think that that is uh, number one. Two, I have also uh, developed a consultancy firm called Strategic Smart Partnership, mm. and that is the consultancy that is going to run the mentorship and coaching. Mm. Uh, we have a website soon that is is coming up after I have already uh, completed the modules for mentorship. And so that is my journey as yeah, Jennifer. I told you she's organized. I, I, I want to mentor, listen, I want to mentor 500 enterprises from the small enterprises to medium because that has been my journey. I started a small business. It's now medium or maybe tending to large. Mm. So what are parameters am I looking at? According to description of uh, definition of a small business in Uganda by Uganda Investment Authority, small business uh, is uh, identified by the turnover, mm. which is less than 360 million, and the total assets, and employs uh, less than 50 people. And the medium one is the other way around. It's more than 360 million, more than uh, turnover and total assets as well. 
And so for me, that will be, again, I'm very specific on the yeah. target of the people I'm looking for or enterprises I'm looking for. And so that is going to be my next journey mm -hmm. as far as Jennifer is concerned. Yes. Now, for Unifreight, uh, we are expanding. Yeah. We are growing, and what are we growing? We want to grow in clientele. Currently, if I may just say that um, in Mombasa, the business we do in Mombasa, we hold uh, a market share of seven point, be, ranging between 7.8 to 10, because it keeps on changing depending. Uh, market share, in, as far as um, the, what we call CFS is terminal management. Mm -hmm. We are 18 terminals in Mombasa, and Unifred happens to be the only Ugandan company, and we hold 7 to 10 percent market share. Wow. And we want to grow that one. In as far as logistics, Kampala, because in Kampala we do customs clearing, we do transport. Yes. We want to grow our client, we want to become more reliable. Mm. So we are diversifying in terms of clientele, and we are also growing our fleet in mm. terms of support, equipment support. One of the things we had wanted to do is also to build our own office, which we have seen we have completed. Next wow. is now increasing the fleet so that we can be able to be reliable. Reliability in logistics that you should be able to provide whatever the client comes yeah. to ask for. Mm. And so one of other projects we want to do is warehousing. We are looking for partners. We already have a project proposal written, but we now want to look for partners in as far as expansion into warehousing is concerned. And so that is where Unifreight is going to be. In my opinion, I think one of the discussions I had with my children who we were mentoring yeah. into business was the boy said, Mommy, don't limit your vision. We can even become the first, not the first because already there was the first Ugandan company, perhaps owned by a woman, to be listed on stock exchange. Come on. And so yeah. that is something I want to support my son to be able to mm. do. As I do my mentorship, he should be able to lead that and I support him to mentor him in that direction. So that's where we are, and that's where I want to be. <laughs> you guys. Yes. I told you. I told you. Thank you so much, Jennifer. There's a question, even as, as we welcome Mose to just come and sort of wrap this thing up. There's a way he holds it together and helps us to, you know, refocus the conversation completely. A question that has come through is, how did you manage to maintain your integrity amidst an industry that is marred by corruption and bribery, both on the client's and tax body's side? How did you remain with your integrity throughout these 25 years? What, what, what? I like that question. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, in 2001, I was completing my degree, business administration. Mm -hmm. I didn't tell you that I do business, but it is also my, my training. Wow. So I did my first degree in when I had already started the business. Yes. And so during that time, I was Uganda Revenue Authority, and as far as environment of customs clearing is concerned, it's, it's, our, it's, it's our immediate but almost whole environment. Mm. And it was at a place where the corruption was <laughs> I don't know what to say. I was no longer fitting in. I was being suffocated. I was quarreling every day yeah. because I could not feel, I was not feeling comfortable. Mm. So I was like, but that was also during the time, if you, go, you remember, 
the time of uh, 17-day commission. Yes. So there was a commission going on. And as the commission was concluding, also Uganda Revenue Authority asked uh, us as an association to give our opinion in as far as um, things that we wanted to see changing. Mm. That is the time I had just joined the leadership in association. But also to just say that I had been thinking I was in a wrong business. Mm. Because <laughs> I had met a friend of mine. I went to Nabingo. My school is Trinity College in Nabingo, six years. So I met a girl. I met a girl who I had started with in, in, in Tebe as I was doing my clearing and loading and the driving. <laughs> so when we met in the corridor, she asked me, Jennifer, I'm happy to see she was coming from UK. Ooh. So we hugged and chatted, and then she said, what are you doing here? I said, by the way, I'm a clearing agent. She said, what? <laughs> she said, Jennifer, you knew in Nabingo? How did you come into this business of clearing? Because I led Scripture Union in Nabingo. <laughs> and so she was like, uh, so I got, to be honest, I got stuck on how to answer that question. Because I knew what was happening. Yeah. And perhaps she had been, so I asked her, why? She said, I have been cheated twice here oh, at the no. airport by clearing agent. And I said, yeah, that's how it is. <laughs> but after that, I went back home. I, I would have talked the whole night and my husband is quiet, but if I start talking, then it is really... So I told him, you see, now I met, I met this girl, this is what she said, I don't think I want to remain in this business, now I think I should think uh, of what I should do. Then he kept quiet, as usual, he would keep quiet. <laughs> and then I talked to myself after that, I said, okay, now I have, I have to do something. I was completing my degree, and you know the project research we do? When we are, we are part of our research is, was, uh, I mean, part of completion of BBA, you have to do a research paper. Mm. And so I decided, now I'm going to do, my topic of research is going to be to assess the, uh, the contribution and relevance of clearing and forwarding agents in customs administration. That is the research I did. What were the research questions and problems I wanted to uh, get answers for? <laughs> One. Do we do the right thing? Rather, do, are we needed by our clients? Are we needed by URA? Who, who needs us anyway? How do we come into this picture? And to my surprise, the answers I got was, first of all from importers, they said, we don't, we, I was asking, can't you deal with URA directly yourself? They said, no, we fear URA, we can't manage dealing with URA. So I got URA, can't you deal with the importers? They said, no. We cannot manage dealing with importers. It is costly in terms of administration. So I said, okay, what do you think we should do? He said, URA said is the way you are doing things. You clearing agents are the ones who encourage fraud. Mm. So you have to change the way you do it. That's why you have a bad reputation. I said, okay, now I know the answer. I am going to be the champion of leading the industry to change the name if I have to continue doing this business, and that's what I did. Now, that journey is another day. I don't think we can finish it here today. Yeah. The journey of my readership and changing that reputation, the only exciting thing is to tell you, now, industry of logistics, transport and logistics, is the first choice of consulting by Uganda Revenue Authority. Wow. We are trusted, we are partners, real partners, and as far as relationship is concerned. As a result of our 
determined leadership to try and change that image. So what did we do? We have started training. Mm -hmm. We have a whole running curriculum. I was the advocate and the first person to lead that curriculum design in as far as training clearing agents is concerned. And so it, 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 perhaps to say that some of the things we don't like in our society, we have to take responsibility. Yeah. Nobody else is going to do it for us. Mm -hmm. It is us and we can't run away by avoiding to associate. We have to be part of the story to change. Yes. Wow. Wow. Again, thank you so much, Jennifer. By the way, her two lovely daughters are in the studio. So when she keeps referring to them, uh, Charlotte and Charlene are here in the studio with us and she's training them for business. And so you see that it's something that's generational. Right now, I'm going to hand right over to Mose to help us bring this together. Thank you, B3. I don't know whether this can be brought I together. I don't know. <laughs> we, we were not ready. We were not ready. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Jennifer. That's a powerful story. People are commenting, yes. Facebook, yes. YouTube. <laughs> Everyone is really appreciating yes. uh, today's story because, you know, there, there are not that many, no. unfortunately. So if they are there, we don't know about them. Uh, bad news travels faster than good news. So mm -hmm. there are not that many people we know that are reference points for integrity in business. Mm -hmm. So when we find one like you, everyone is like, yes, it's possible. People are inspired, they're amazed. I, I just know there's one thing you're very passionate about that you haven't talked about today. And I'm going to bring it up. Because most people look at government as the enemy of mm. business. Most people look at government as they are op the opposition of business. Like, if you want to succeed, avoid government, anything with red plates, and you know, stay away. And yet, you have a different perspective and you have had a different experience of looking at government as a partner in business. Can you just throw in a word about that? Um, again, through my experience, I've found government the best first partner <laughs> for your business to succeed. Yeah. Why? One is they create the environment that you operate in. Yes. So you can't avoid them. You are only wise actually to interact with them, to be partner with them, and you develop that environment with them. Not avoiding and they create an environment that is suffocating you. So for me, I think um, government has been my first partner. But also it comes from that background that uh, I think, again, I'm a, I'm a business person that has the passion to see good for everyone. Win-win mm. situation. Mm. And so if, if there is something that is not right, it doesn't only affect Unifred. Mm, it affects everyone in that industry. Mm. And so many times, uh, perhaps the weakness we have as Ugandans, ah, yeah. but that really doesn't work. You must be able to go, give your opinion about how things can be done better. Mm. And I think that is my first point of relationship. Unique that URA finds it easy to relate with me. If it is something to do with environment, administration, procedure changing, I will go and tell them, look, this doesn't work. This will work. Mm. Can we do it this way? And they are always open. By the way, wow. we have a very good uh, government that receives private sector opinion. I mm -hmm. actually, for me, I can say it is private sector that is weak 
to be able to support, to create environment we want. But otherwise, our government is open-minded, especially the one I have operated. The immediate environment is URA, is Minister of Trade, is Minister of Works. Mm. They are all eager, actually, to hear what is the private sector saying? What can we do? Mm. Yeah. Now, another secret to the business people, those that are and those to come, mm. is when you involve yourself with government, that's where opportunities are. No. <laughs> yes. In those policies that are being formulated, there are business opportunities that if you don't know, they will pass by. And those who know will take advantage of them. So it is also very important to interact with government and be a partner. But also, ultimately, from a national perspective, mm. I'm a patriotic, by the way. You are. <laughs> from a national perspective, we are building this Uganda for all of us. Yeah. You should be part of those people that are willing to build, to be with mm. government. Mm. Mm. So that we plan together, we see things together. What is not working? I feel pain. When we go for national uh, regional meetings, and I feel Uganda is weak at negotiation, or I feel Uganda has not given a very good position, strong position. Who is Uganda? It is all of us. Mm -hmm. If you know something that you think government can, you, uh, an idea government that can be important for government, please come forth. Come forth and talk to them. They are willing to listen. They are willing to do what is best for all of us. But many times we do not know what we want or have not indeed defined and been able to um, explain to them. So for me, and to some people in those, those are partnerships. Those are your networks. Some of them will even refer businesses to you. I've received referrals from those contacts. So it is very, very important that we work together because we are all Ugandan and for Uganda. Wow. Whoa, awesome. Thank you everyone for joining us again this morning. The integrity, yeah, that word, it's integrity. now thrown around a lot. Yeah. Values in the integrity. reception. Integrity, integrity. <laughs> but this right here is really integrity. Yeah. <laughs> integrity, relationships, yep. partnerships. Mm. Those are the three things that I, I, I picked out this morning. Relationships are critical for business. A business is now relational, it's no longer just transactional. Mm. Your network mm. will determine your net worth right. and your capacity to do business. So mm. go out and build relationships. Go for those business conferences. Mm. Attend Business Garage. Join the Harvest Business Forum. Go, mm. whatever it is, there is business network, etc. We are determined to link up because everyone is complaining uh, things are corrupt, it is, but you first start dealing with each other. <laughs> yeah, after Jennifer has spoken here like this, if you get Unified doing your work and then someone asks you for Chitu Chidogo, oh. it's not going to happen because mm -hmm. you know the people involved. Mm -hmm. So let's network and then three, partnerships. Let's partner. This business of Island Business International mm -hmm. does not work. It's not going to be international. <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if it's an yeah. island. So, integrity that starts with you. The leader, no business can have integrity if the leader doesn't have integrity. True. Integrity True. in the business is as a result of integrity 
with the leader. And if you are watching us and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that's the first step towards integrity. True. True. Because yeah. Jennifer told you she was the scripture union leader. So all these things come from somewhere. You don't just wake up one day. Of course, there are people who know Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and they need to repent. It's true. <laughs> because there is no integrity. But working with Jesus should give us integrity. We are, there are many Christians in Uganda. There is simply no way to explain why things are the way they are sometimes. I know in a lot of places, by the way, they, Uganda is blessed. We have lots of businesses that are working well, like, like Unifreight. There are organizations in Uganda that work well. I don't know when was the last time you renewed your driving license. That, oh, that place yeah. works so True. well. There are places in Uganda that work well. Mm. I don't know if you've been to the National Library. Mm. That place works so well. Mm. There are all these places that work perfectly, but a few spoiled apples make it look like the whole country is one giant forest of corruption. It's not. It's in not. fact, we should change our confession. Uganda yes. is a blessed country yes. full of integrous people. Mm. And as, uh, as Jennifer has told us, our unique selling point is the people. Yes. We are a friendly, yeah, convivial very, people. Very, we are friendly. We, we want to serve. So to go out it. and let's do this. People, let's do this. It's true. Yeah. So thanks for joining us again. Join us next Sunday, Business Garage, 7.30 a.m. to bring you more powerful, life-changing business stories like the one you've just had. So thanks so much for joining us. God bless you abundantly. And see you next Sunday. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.